Welcome to Everyday Health Simplified. I'm Elisa Poole, ex-teacher turned health enthusiast. Each episode, you get bite-sized pieces of nutrition and mindset education so that you can be empowered to take the next step on your wellness journey. Today, we're talking about managing your metabolism. Now, I know we've talked about metabolism before, and we're going to talk about it again because it is an important topic. Your metabolism is an integrated system of interconnected biochemical and cellular reactions. And together, your metabolism coordinates all the functions in your body to keep you alive and ideally thriving. Many people, as they age, experience what they call a slowing down of the metabolism. And today, we're going to unpack that. Is it true? How much does your metabolism slow down? What are the causes? What can we do? In short, today's episode is the outline of how to manage your metabolism. In case you're wondering, much of the information I'm sharing today comes from Dr. William Lee's book, Eat to Beat Your Diet. He also has another one called Eat to Beat Disease. Both are great books if you're looking for some. Okay, I want you to think about your metabolism right now. Do you like it? Is it where you want it to be? Well, the good news is your metabolism's current state of affairs is not where it needs to be and it's not where it needs to stay. But for you to get your metabolism where you want it, you need to learn how to manage it. And of course, to do that, you need to understand it. Technically, your metabolism is your body's total daily energy expenditure. All the calories and energy your body burns all day long while you're sleeping, eating, resting, exercising, working, reading, simply being alive. All of that is your body's daily energy expenditure. One analogy that Dr. Lee proposes to understand it better is looking at your body as the car and your metabolism as the engine of your car. To keep your metabolism or your engine working well, you've got to give it good fuel and maintain it. Makes sense, right? Now, how many times have you heard someone say, or how many times have you said something along the lines of, my metabolism just isn't what it used to be, or my metabolism is so much slower now than it was when I was young? Well, guess what? That is both true and untrue. It's true because your metabolism does slow down, but it happens much later than you think. Now that statement is untrue because it turns out that metabolisms don't just get slow. That's like saying a car engine gets slow, the engine itself. No, Dr. Lee explains that metabolisms don't slow down. What happens is that excess body fat slows down our metabolism, like putting a heavy load on top of a car. The bad news is the more excess body fat you have, the more problems that can cause your metabolism. The good news is you can help lighten the load for your engine in multiple ways. Before talking about how to do that, let's get clear on the patterns that your metabolism goes through so that you can figure out what stage you are in. There was this epic global metabolic study published in 2021 that discovered that all humans have the exact same patterns of metabolism over different periods of their lives. The study was led by Professor Herman Ponser of Duke University, who worked with 81 scientists from 47 different institutions and 19 different countries. It's important to know that they examined over 6,400 subjects from 29 countries, ranging all over the world and ranging in age from eight days old to 95 years old. 
They measured the daily metabolism of these subjects, no matter how old they were or where they were, using the same technique. And then they developed a formula to account for differences in age, sex, body type, gender, activity level, level of leanness or obesity, etc. And what they discovered is that all humans go through the same four phases of metabolism throughout their lives. So like the Dixie Chicks, you might want to understand these metabolism phases, yeah. Times to eat candy and steaks. Know the four stages to avoid mistakes. All right, we're just going to... Here are the four phases they discovered. Phase one begins at birth and lasts for one year. Babies are born with a metabolism similar to their mother, which makes sense, but during the first year, a baby's metabolism increases a lot. It peaks at a rate 50% higher than the metabolism of a full-grown adult, and it appears that this is the highest your metabolism will ever be. Phase two goes from age one to age 20. Surprisingly, during this time, our metabolism decreases steadily throughout adolescence and then starts to level out in adulthood. This is different from what most of us have been raised to believe. Even though there are huge growth spurts that can happen and energy is very high in this stage, there is no increase in metabolism during puberty or teenage years. Phase three is typically our longest phase and it goes from age 20 to age 60. And guess what? Your metabolism is stable during this time. It doesn't change. This is another big shift from what we previously understood because it's somewhere in this phase that people start gaining weight and complaining about sluggish metabolisms. However, in actuality, your metabolism is stable. It doesn't change during pregnancy or even after menopause, and there don't appear to be any differences between males and females either. Phase four, the last phase, begins around the age 60 and ends at our death. This is the phase when metabolism actually starts to slow down, but it does so very slowly at a rate of 0.7% each year. Those are the phases. I'm in phase three. How about you? The question then becomes, if our metabolism rates are stable during our adult lives, what on earth is happening? Why does it seem like they are slowing down? Well, remember, these are the phases that all human metabolisms go through if they don't have any excess body fat. As our adipose tissue, that's fat tissue, builds up on our body, fat impacts our metabolism by weighing it down, by impacting hormone function, and therefore suppressing the normal, healthy operation of the metabolism. And now that we know the four phases of our metabolism, how do we interpret this information? Well, interpretations I'm guessing will vary widely, but here is my unlicensed everyday personal opinion, which is not medical advice, it's just simply my interpretation of it, given what I know and understand at this present time. We all know that a sluggish metabolism, an engine that doesn't work very well, is a big reason we develop chronic conditions like obesity, type two diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and metabolic syndrome, which over 80% of us have in the United States. All of these issues develop over long periods of time. We're talking decades, and obviously can have a serious impact on the quality of our lives. So everything that we do in phase two, from the age of one to age 20, matters a lot to the health of our metabolism in phase three. So here's what I'm thinking. Here is my personal spin on the phases. Tell me what you think. Phase one, 
As soon as we are born, our engine revs up. We are out in the world racing to grow and keep up. Everything is in prime working condition because we haven't had the chance to wreck our engines, give them the wrong fuel, or avoid any maintenance. From birth to one year old, that's phase one. Phase two, we start eating solid foods and walking. As we eat, we begin to give our engines fuel, and those fuel sources can be beneficial or detrimental. As we move and grow, we start to either give our engines tune-ups regularly through quality sleep and exercise, or we don't. All the while, the engine that was totally revved up while we were babies slowly begins to back off because it's finally realizing you can't drive very well with your engine revved all the time. And it's during this phase that we think we can eat anything because we're still young and we think our metabolisms are still running really high, which they are, but they're actually gradually and steadily decreasing that whole time. It's also during this time we are establishing healthy or unhealthy eating patterns, exercise habits, and emotional coping mechanisms. We're learning to handle stress well, or we aren't. We're sleeping well, or we aren't. And then there's phase three. Once we enter our young adult years, our engine has leveled out. It's figured out the speed that it needs to use to get through the day. But based on eating habits we developed in our teens, we might be giving our engines detrimental fuel on a regular basis. We might also be adding in alcohol or drugs to the mix, which is like peeing in your gas tank or adding too many additives or the wrong ones. We get jobs in this stage, so we're probably no longer playing group sports or doing fun extracurricular activities. We're way more sedentary. We might be sleeping less. And since our responsibilities are starting to rise with those new jobs, so is our stress level. We're also often looking for partners, so we're out partying and trying to meet people instead of caring for our engines. With time, our engines finally start showing the wear and tear from the years of prior mistreatment. We can finally see that our body's ability to use and store energy has been affected, our hormones have been impacted, and it shows in low energy, weight gain, and increased body fat. To fix things, we start relying on prepackaged meals, energy drinks, alcohol, and other items with additives that further clog our engine. We continue to push through, not giving our engines tune-ups, avoiding oil changes, forgetting to replace our filters. We start families. We become caretakers for young children and aging parents. We become breadwinners. We deal with debt. We flounder in communication in some of our relationships, and we even avoid ourselves and our own emotions. We are distracted by near-constant technology, binge-watching TV shows, scrolling social media, and we ignore the circadian rhythms that keep our engines balanced. Phase three is a long period of time. It's 40 years, four decades, two generations, however you want to look at it. Much of that time, we are not prioritizing our engine, our metabolism, which is what keeps our car operating smoothly until it becomes a classic that everyone admires when they see it roll down the street. Instead, we forget about our engines, or sometimes we even ignore them, and then we wonder how our cars became beat up old clunkers instead of those classics. And that leads us to phase four, when you're either a classic or a clunker. People in their 60s are usually reaching the point of finally becoming comfortable with themselves. They've gained some wisdom in life and some maturity. And at this point, if they've spent four decades ignoring their engines, the chances of them having clunkers and having chronic health issues are very high. If they have cared for their engines, their risk factors are typically much lower and they've got a classic car on their hands. Can you finally see how even though your metabolism, your engine has stayed the same, the years and years of poor fuel, too much fuel, toxic fuel has taken its toll. 
How could it not? And without giving your engine proper care and maintenance through exercise, sleep, and restoration also for 40 years, holy smokes, it's incredible your body is functioning at all. The more I understand about how our bodies operate, the more in awe I am of our bodies and how much they do to try to keep us alive. This whole picture is why being proactive in your health is so important. Preventative measures help far more than corrective measures do. It's much easier to avoid disease than to get rid of it. It's much easier to avoid gaining weight than losing it. It's much easier to keep a relationship healthy rather than leaving it and coming back to it. Perhaps the reason we don't practice preventative measures is because they're not instant gratification, and that's the society we live in these days. Plus, in being proactive, you don't always see those grand results that you do when you drop 20 pounds in some quick fix. But I'd argue that you do see results in the quality of your life, the lack of chronic illness, and the health of your brain and your body. And here's the great news. You have influence over your car and your engine. There is still time. Relax, get to it when you want to improve it. Relax, get to it when you want to live. You can maximize your metabolism by eating certain foods, by following circadian rhythms for eating, and by optimizing your lifestyle choices involving your sleep, exercise, and handling stress. It's really a matter of going back to the basics of giving your body good fuel and regular maintenance. You also will have to give it enough time to flush through the system and correct the damage. That can be a time-consuming process requiring your consistency and patience because it could take more time than it took to wreck the engine. The right fuel for your engine looks like fresh food with lots of variety. It looks like four to seven servings of protein, four to six servings of healthy fats, one to three servings of starchy carbohydrates, and five to seven servings of veggies. If you want a template, text me the word template, and I will send you the one I used when I was making the switch. It's simple, and it allows for lots of choice. My number, 727-591-4959. Adequate care for your engine looks like sleeping at least seven hours a night and preferably more. It looks like implementing practices to calm your body and manage your stress, like breathing, meditation, walking in nature, singing, creating art, and managing your emotional reactions. It looks like connecting with people, exercising regularly, and being present in the moment. If you've forgotten how to do any of these, or if you're out of practice, that's okay. Most people are misaligned somewhere. Most of us have forgotten that we've got one car to get us through life, one body. We have no lease. We don't get to go trade it in for another body every two years. So choose one area and begin. There is still time to shift to begin practicing kindness towards your body and caring for that incredible engine of yours. So thank you for tuning in today and this important message. And if this episode was helpful for you, please share it with someone you love. And if you have ideas for future episodes, I'd love to hear them. And you can email me anytime. So until next time, keep practicing health every day. Bye-bye.